0: Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Have you ever had one of those wonderful moments, those epiphanies where you remember who you are (laughs) and you remember your heart and your vision and your ideas and your worth, and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm a freaking badass. I'm really smart. I have these amazing dreams. I know that I can do this. I just have to listen to myself. You know, sometimes these are the feelings that we free up and get in touch with when we do something like go on a retreat, for example, or a holiday, or we, uh, or just a frankly, really good journal prompt, you know, or, um, even like a hard time where you're, you're in a lot of pain and you're sitting with your friends and then you're like, wait a minute, I'm amazing. (laughs) And, and you knew this already, right? So I'm talking about those moments where you are being reminded. It's not your first time at the seeing your true brilliance rodeo, right? Like you knew this and you're like, I am great. I am smart. I (laughs) part of me wants to be like and gosh darn it people like me (laughs) that's not what I mean I mean that real like oh oh right why have I been reading all these books taking all these courses asking all these experts Um, nothing wrong with any of those things you know I love to do those things but when we do them in the spirit of they have the key that I don't they have the answer that I don't these sources know more about me than me we are outsourcing our own wisdom and vision right because all of these things can help if we see them as mirrors and tools and support we can use them to infuse into our own vision into our own wisdom into what we have to share with the world and not even the world like in some kind of broad giant Uh, scale this you know could be just our lives the impact of our very lives on the planet with other people sure but also just with the little patch of earth you are standing on with the other living breathing entities that are in your sphere you know no one else everyone including me is sharing their own wisdom in helps uh, in hopes (laughs) to help you (laughs) along the way but Nobody can know, I believe, nobody can know but you, right? At the end of the day, you are making choices based on how you feel, based on your circumstances, based on your beliefs, and based on where you are in your journey. Dear listener, I'm sure that you, like me, are, you know, on your path of growth. And there's been times where there's been some kind of course or teaching or teacher That you feel like you should be listening to and maybe everyone else that you know is listening to them and they're getting great results from it but it's not resonating with you for some reason it's not the right modality for you for some reason and it's really easy to make yourself wrong right it's like everyone else is eating this apple and having this wonderful response when i eat it i don't enjoy this apple at all (laughs) you know and it's like i think what i what i love about self-love And self-marriage, knowing ourselves well, continuing to know ourselves well, because we don't just stop in time, right? So, you know, when I look at my marriage to myself as this lifelong commitment, it's also with the understanding that I am always changing, always evolving with every new thing that I learn and especially with everything that I unlearn. From conditioning, from culture, from my own upbringing, my own, you know, insecurities or whatever. I mean, I keep changing with this information. You keep changing with this information, right? So so you may have had these moments and it feels like you remember. And now I had these moments a lot, especially with my, my dreams around work and what I wanted to create, my business. I would feel so lost, like so lost. I think in other, um, uh, another episode, I may have mentioned that I, I kind of nicknamed this this gremlin or this saboteur the etch a sketch because it felt like I know my vision, I know my dreams, I know myself, and then. It just seemed like to disappear somehow. I'm like, how did everything I create, I just can't see it anymore? <laughs> and this would happen so often. I would go through a spiral. I would go through some like real making myself wrong thoughts, asking why, you know, doubting that I have anything to offer at all, which when I am connected to like my spirit and myself and to love and what love wants from me. It is so clear that that is absurd (laughs) that I have nothing to offer anyone. Like it's absurd for all of us, right? But I would go through these spirals. I would judge myself. I would use my own tools. I would use my self marriage against me. I would use my coaching skills against me. I should know better. I have all of these tools. Why am I still forgetting? Right? What is wrong with me that I can't stay connected to the vision? Does that mean that the vision is wrong? Does that mean that it's not strong enough? I'm not manifesting enough. Oh, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just like scraping the surface of the spirals that I have been down. <laughs> so that you know that you're not alone when you do this too. when you do this to yourself. So this remember, forget, remembering and forgetting. What is happening here? What I'm really interested in, dear listener, is what you make that mean when it happens. Because that is the most powerful part of this whole situation, right? If we forget and then remember, it would be very easy for us to be like, Oh, oh yeah, I am okay. I am lovable. And then... Why didn't I remember that sooner? Why did I forget this at all? So making the forgetting mean that there's something wrong with you, that you have failed in some way, your brain has failed in some way. Maybe you, like I would do this, think that I was stupid. I would call myself names like that. Like how stupid could you be? You know this already. Like you've done this a million times. When are you going to learn? All of this, so helpful, so loving. (laughs) Isn't that a great way to speak to your spouse? Oh God, it's so terrible. Um, It's so human. So a couple things I want to say to give you context. If this is something you experience where you get lit up about your potential and then it just seems to dissolve away and out of your memory, I I want you to think about these two things. First of all, we seem to have this idea that we should be operating like machines and that we should be operating like a computer or a robot or something like that, where it's like everything that we have ever experienced should be neatly stored in a file folder in our memory database. And that is not how human memory works, (laughs) okay, because, oh my God, I mean, have a conversation with anyone that you went through something with, um, your siblings, and (laughs) see how you remember things differently. Both true right? You might remember something, your your brother, your sister might remember it completely different or in a different order, right? And then we like to remember, maybe we fixate on some bad things that happened. Maybe we fixate on some good things and amplify those and pretend that somebody who was supposed to care for us was actually pretty shitty to us. Maybe we distort that and choose our, we do all kinds of things to cope and survive. And, and, one area that we do that is in our memory. We embellish. We do things all the time. Also, if you had a photograph of a memory, then your memory keeps getting strengthened and built upon the photograph, right? Like, um, I have also shared this that I used to um, it's in my the pretend series that is now on the soft shoulder, these little moments where I, I invite you to pretend. I love to do this as a kid. And there was this one moment when I was sitting, wearing a wig that I had found, sitting like a statue in complete silence in the living room. My mom found me there. I was, in my mind, I was playing some kind of game, but physically I was just sitting on the sofa <laughs> like a weirdo. And my mom took a photo of this and it's one of my favorite photos of my childhood That's that photo has become the legend that photo was I would look at it as even as a kid when we had it in the album. And that story would be told, Oh, I found you here. I took this photo. And now I'm telling you this years later. If that photo hadn't been taken, I would not have remembered that moment at all. Like the photo helps me get there. So, physical items can change what you remember, how you remember it, how accurate you're remembering anything, right? So, the human brain is not a computer system. We can use that as a metaphor sometimes. It's fun and helpful. But I mean, if you're holding yourself to that standard and you're thinking it's a design flaw that you can't remember everything perfectly, you are being very hard on yourself and you're being very influenced, understandably, by the culture, right? by productivity, culture, all the big, you know, all that stuff about us being productive, us being perfect, us being whatever. Okay, huge influence. So don't beat yourself up over that. But just remember that the human mind (laughs) is not a a computer and there's nothing wrong with you. In fact, it's great that you're a human being. Welcome. I am also, as far as I know, I'm also a human being. Another thing to um, think about in terms of context is... You know, I learned more of this in the last four years since the concussion, right? Um, My memory started functioning quite differently for for reasons that were beyond my control. Um, Perhaps you experienced your own versions of this with your own unique neurodiverse brain. A lot of people who maybe hadn't experienced anything like that did get a taste of that in the last two years since the pandemic. People were talking about how they could, were amazed that they couldn't remember things. This brain fog, it was a real thing. I hope if you're one of these people that now you believe your loved ones who were trying to explain how their brain works a little differently and you were like, why can't they just remember? I have done that also. Okay. So this was just a really, this really happened. This is a real thing, right? This isn't laziness. If, if someone forgets your name, that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I used to feel so bad about forgetting people's names because I know people take it so personally. And it's like, this actually speaks more to how my brain functions than how I feel about you. You know, because that's not, for some people, they remember things and that's how they show that they were paying attention. That's not necessarily available for everyone, right? So I'm sharing this with you so that you can, you know, generate some self-compassion here. I find that Remembering the context of anything can really help me access self-compassion, right? It's like, oh yeah, I'm a human being. Oh yeah, I had a brain injury. Oh yeah, there was a pandemic and oh yeah, like why would I hold myself to this absurd standard? I'm not holding anyone else up to the standard. I don't want the people in my life to be robots. So that's an important thing to remember, right? And that comes right back to like so what are we making it mean when we forget if we are thinking of it as a failure right like in the art of self-marriage group this week the theme this month is trust self-trust and also boundaries um, and we were talking about this idea of like repeating lessons you know this remember forget I introduced this uh, in my own writing because this is where I am developing trust this month is in this idea that it's like there's nothing wrong with me (laughs) and trusting all of the processes of my brain to be doing exactly what they need to be doing right instead of me going to that coffee shop journaling after two days of beating myself up and spiraling out into all kinds of stuff then rewriting my vision for the work that i want to do in the world and being like oh yeah i knew this already (laughs) um if i make it mean that there you know which I did for years, that this was a sign of failure, right? That this was me repeating a lesson because I hadn't figured it out yet, right? You probably have heard that. That's what came up in our call. It was this, this story that, you know, and I do love to explore this story. Nothing that I share on this podcast is like a one concrete answer for anything. I feel like, again, context really shifts, right? So whatever you need, whatever resonates at the time, to me, All of the ideas I share here are just lenses that we can look through that will sometimes help us find our own answers. So sometimes that might seem like I'm contradicting myself. And that's because humans are nuanced and beautiful and layered. You are too. (laughs) So allow yourself some complex thinking where it's not all black and white. Okay. So this idea that we'll repeat lessons until we fix them, um, until we heal something. I've experienced some truth in this. It does help me look at my patterns. and But if I look at it like it's a lesson, I think that when we use that language, makes me think of school and makes me think of you take a grade over again if you couldn't pass the grade. So it's even though we're, we might say it's an opportunity for healing, we might get euphemistic with the language, but I think that a lot of us think of it as a failure, right? If I got it done the first time... <laughs> that I wouldn't have to repeat this lesson again right it's not like no one's excited to get that lesson again right Um, so if we think of it as a failure if we think of ourselves as stupid for forgetting and if we think of our brain remembering and forgetting like a design flaw like why can't this just store the information well I mean I what I'm What I came to after years dear listener years of doing this and I'm you know I'm sure it'll happen again (laughs) also but is the like the problem isn't the forgetting what if actually the the forgetting is part of the design what if this is actually the best thing what if this is by design I'm going to say more about this so I have had many um, um, I learned Italian. Um, I heard Italian growing up from my Nona, from my mother, some other relatives, but I didn't really speak it and I kind of ignored all opportunities to learn this language. As I got older, I started realizing how important this was and how meaningful it was to me. And when I studied abroad, I made an effort to Uh, gain some kind of hold of the language. Now, this was a long time ago. and I was immersed with native speakers. And since then, I've been like, oh, like really wanting to keep it up and develop my Italian. So I've been looking at, you know, I tried Duolingo. I hit a ceiling. um, I have tried lots of things. But this one method that I read about in lots of um, different places was this idea that, you know, we can use uh, flashcards to learn a language. And here's, this excited me, okay? So the idea is that if you're using flashcards to learn a language um, and the, the, how, the, how the actual information gets into your brain, like the best way to really learn it is not to just be getting all the flashcards right, right? Like you know how to say ciao? You probably know <laughs> that's the greeting in Italian, right? So if I showed you the flashcard that says ciao, it'd be like, yeah, your brain didn't have to work for it. That is like lifting a barbell made of paper, right? It's like, yeah, it's nice that you swung your arm up. It's nice that you said the word chow, but you're not really developing muscle around that. So what I found really fascinating was I was, my ego was really wanting to get all these flashcards right. I started making flashcards, getting really excited when I could get a bunch in a row. And then I read, it's like, no, no, you want to struggle just enough not too much, again, like this barbell, right? So if you're trying to build a muscle, you don't wanna destroy the muscle by having that barbell be way too much for it to handle, right? You don't wanna hurt it and damage it. And likewise, if you're trying to learn a really difficult concept, you don't wanna overload your brain with that because it's gonna get confused and kind of short circuit and you're not not—you're either gonna remember the wrong things <laughs> or remember how hard it was, but you're not gonna learn what you're hoping to learn, right? But there's this sweet spot in the middle where there's just enough resistance, like with the barbell, just enough resistance So you feel that burn, that, that, that movement of the muscle and it feels good. It hurts, but it feels good. It's like, ooh, I can really feel this working. It feels wonderful. And then you rest and you, there's that tingling sensation and it's so exciting, right? And then you recover from it. You don't, you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you take care of your body. (laughs) So, um, and the same thing with language learning apparently is that like you want that word. Okay. Chow's too easy. And some other word was too, way too hard, but there's some other word in the middle, like, um, that you're like, oh, yeah, I know that one. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, yeah, I know that, but I'm not sure how to spell it. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure it starts with a C and then there's a bunch of N's in there somewhere. And you have to, your brain is working to retrieve it, just like your arm is working to lift that dumbbell, right? Or barbell, dumbbell, the weight. (laughs) It's working just enough so that you can build the muscle, so that you can learn what you need to learn. And I love this. I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. So after learning about this whole flashcard situation and how actually to remember and forget and retrieve is the best way to be learning a language and really being able to like to keep it in your mind and to be able to use it, which is the goal, I started getting very curious about how I would beat myself up for forgetting in other Situations where I had to work to retrieve things, where I had to remember that I'm lovable, where I had to remember that I have a vision, that I have a dream, that, you know, I've done a lot of work, that, you know, any of these kinds of epiphanies I started this episode with, right? So, dear listener, what if when you forget to be kind to yourself, when you forget that you are worth being treated better when you're on a date. When you forget that you actually have this amazing idea for a book or for a business or a dream, anything at all, you forget that and then you remember it. Notice how you react, how, what you make that mean. And then I want to invite you to just inquire, What if this is by design? What if I'm forgetting this so that I can remember it? Because what if remembering it in this way is what actually strengthens it? Do you know what I mean? So, you know, if you're working that barbell, dumbbell, the weight, you're building, (laughs) you're doing that thing, eventually that will be easy. Eventually you'll have that muscle and other. Weights will be the things that are more difficult. You know, once I stopped judging myself for forgetting my dream, my work in the world, what it is that I'm actually doing here, less and less I'm having that problem. (laughs) Because I decided it's not a problem. (laughs) That's really all it is. I stopped making it mean that there was something wrong. And now it's like when I'm feeling like a little unclear, I'm like, oh, I just need to like, I need to flex. I need to remember. I'm just going to grab the sheet of paper and jot down all the things that I know I'll remember. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like doing that extra arm curl, you know. But isn't that wonderful that maybe there's nothing wrong with you and maybe there's nothing wrong with your mind or your brain. And maybe it's by design that you forget it all. Maybe it's so that you can have that experience of strength maybe it's so that you can remember and here's the thing remember how I was speaking about how you, I'm always growing and changing that we are all growing and changing as we learn right so if you want to picture yourself moving through a timeline going through your life absorbing things learning things new colors are being braided into your mind new concepts are being braided into your mind and then you forget who you are forget what you're worth forget your skills and talents, forget your own courage, and then you do the work to retrieve them. When you retrieve them, you are bringing them in to an entirely different you. This is the you who has learned things. This is the you with new colors braided into your mind. And now this information, this, oh yeah, I have an amazing dream that's worth pursuing. I have everything inside me. I am resourceful. I am creative. I can do this. You're bringing that in when you do that curl. You're bringing that into a new you every time. What if that's the reason why we are forgetting and remembering? Maybe it's more like a braid (laughs) and we need this rhythm. We need to keep pulling this back. We need to keep combining this memory, this important thing, because let's face it, you're not concerned about the things you forget and remember that don't mean anything to you like, oh, I forgot how much I love this brand of chickpeas. It's not making you stay up at night, right? So these are the things with these epiphanies of like your purpose, right? What if this is all by design? And what if you could trust that it was and just allow yourself this rhythm of remembering and forgetting, welcome it back when it comes back instead of being like, where have you been? <laughs> you know, like if you're, if your mind is your lover in this scenario, right, it was like, like, welcome it back. <laughs> Make this a place where it wants to come, right? Um, open up the door, have some mood lighting, <laughs> have some snacks out. Don't be like, where were you? Why weren't you here the whole time? How come you left? Like. You know, we don't typically respond well to that kind of behavior, right? Treat your mind well. Treat yourself well. And remember this as well. This is another really important lesson that I have learned and relearned and continue to braid into my own self-marriage is that I am lovable when I remember how amazing I am and I am equally as lovable when I have forgotten. Dear listener, you are incredible and lovable and amazing in your own unique way, in a way that no one else is. And you are also lovable and amazing when you forget that you are. I used to make up that like once I had that aha moment and I remembered my brilliance and I remembered my worth, I'd be like, oh yeah, like I'm back in self-love now. And then I realized that was a condition. (laughs) Right. That actually the love doesn't just favor me when I'm in one place over the other because that denies the wholeness of me and the wholeness of this practice and all of the rhythms and the ups and downs. It's a slippery slope that I'm so curious about. I love learning about where are all of these little tiny conditions that I make up about when I am lovable, when I am loving myself. And when I make up that I have somehow strayed, dear listener, you can never stray, not really, not really. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Give yourself time, trust in your process, trust in your unique way. Of remembering and forgetting and remembering again of learning of braiding in all of these new colors all of these new aspects of yourself the wholeness of you is where it's at and if you have been feeling called excited about what I'm sharing and you think the art of self marriage sounds more and more delicious every time you hear about it you can get on the waitlist today Go to theartofselfmarriage.com. You can click on there and fill out a form that will get you on the waitlist for the next round. Um, I don't know when that is. It's a year-long program, and I think there'll be some breathing room between this one and the Art of Self Marriage 2.0. It would be wonderful to have you there. Also, if you just have any questions and want to speak with me directly, I am open to that. I would love to speak with you, too. I also love to speak with my friend Allison, which I got to do yesterday. Thank you, Allison Tar, for all of your Capricorn love, all of the nudging that made this, this podcast, the this soft shoulder, a possibility and a reality. If you, dear listener, are looking for a website or if you are tarot curious, please do get in touch with Allison at Allisontar.com. That's Tar with two R's or you can look up Tech Coven on YouTube. Until next time, take good care. We'll talk to you soon.